You're listening to Brave Girls with Tracy M, where we choose to empower you to be a better leader, mentor, and coach in the world. We'll share stories of people who have achieved great heights by overcoming adversity and rising to the challenge, all while pursuing their passions. These courageous people will inspire you to have faith in yourself and take bold action. Right here with the host of Brave Girls, Tracy M. Welcome to episode 27, Magnetize Opportunities with Raquel Vaseo. On this episode of the show, I interview my friend Raquel Vaseo, who's an elite spiritual advisor and author that I met a few years ago in a group personal development course. Her book, Spiritual Seductress, The High-Powered Women's Guide to Devour the World Through Spiritual Guidance, is an Amazon bestseller that you'll want to get a copy of. Her near-death experience led her to make life-altering changes, which included a spiritual awakening, a divorce, and a move from the East Coast to the West Coast. She chose to leave her successful career as an architect in New York City to follow her calling as a spiritual teacher and advisor, where she teaches others to surrender and say yes to themselves. We talk about how to step into your spiritual sensuality and receive abundance. She also shares some tips on mindset and reframing to help protect your energy arc field. I know you'll love our conversation and you'll take away some tidbit of wisdom from Raquel. She's someone I've come to adore, admire, and I love how she shines a light on the world in her own unique way. So let's go and listen to episode 27. All right. So welcome to Brave Girls with Tracy M. Tonight, we have a really special guest. It's my friend, Raquel Vasayo, the spiritual seductress. So welcome to the show, Raquel. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yes, yes, yes. So um, some of our audience may or may not know who you are, but um, just as background, you do have a number one Amazon bestseller called The Spiritual Seductress, The High-Powered Women's Guide to Devour the World Through Spiritual Guidance. So wow. And your website says that you are an elite spiritual advisor to leaders and entrepreneurs. So do tell how you came about writing this book, and what exactly a elite spiritual advisor does. Mm, thanks for the question. The book, um, actually I felt called to write a book probably about nine years ago, um, soon after I had a major car accident and a near-death life experience. Um, but it procrastination kicked in and you know starting a business and all that and uh, I guess the the fear of um, what do I really have to say that people will want to listen to and uh, over the years of doing uh, a lot of personal work and advancing my spiritual path I realized that that was the ego talking and that there was a bigger voice that is my purpose that's beyond who I am and that this, this body of knowledge needed to go out into the world. And so truly, Tracy, what happened, um, since I think we're having a pretty intimate conversation, and I think it's important to get real and honest here, <laughs> um, about a couple of years ago, I started um, channeling these images that called me to use my body as art 
and I did not want to do it because it felt extremely vulnerable to pose nude and use my body in that way. And I knew well from being run over by a car because I wasn't following my life's purpose. I got this major call from the universe to get on the right path. I thought, I knew that in this moment, as the images were coming through that it was not about me again and that I needed to follow this calling, that there was a bigger reason for it. That doesn't mean it was easy. It was actually really difficult. I had to get a lot of help in terms of mentors and coaches to overcome the fear and all these crazy thoughts that were showing up. And I started that body of work, the artwork, which turned into a, a show at a gallery I showed a couple of times. And what happened because of that is that I started channeling an energy that started to show up everywhere in my life. It showed up in my love life, my sex life, my bank account, my relationships, my ability to hear guidance. And soon enough, I realized that there was a whole body of knowledge that was coming through me. And that was the book. So I know that's a long answer to your question, but that's really how the book came about, was me saying yes to something that I really did not want to do that was extremely uncomfortable for me. And because of saying yes to that, a whole body of teaching came through me, which is what I share in the book. I share part of it in you know, the, the larger scope of the teaching. I basically do it at these um, private luxury retreats that, that I run for, for women. Right, right. So, so talk a little bit about getting hit by a car. I mean, that was nearly 10 years ago. What, what, what was the story? What, like, what happened? Or where were you when that happened? Yeah, I was, um, I was living in New York City at the time, and I thought I had the perfect life. <laughs> I was um, married to my college sweetheart, and I was a really successful architect working on Lincoln Center, you know, major project, very prestigious. Everything looked good on paper, looked good on the outside. Um, but inside, I felt like something was missing. And because I had spent so much time, money, effort, and uh, becoming an architect and going to an Ivy League school and all that goes on with, with, with that world and what you think other people expect from you, I think I wasn't paying attention. I was getting little taps on the shoulder that something was off, but I was very good at keeping myself busy. And one day as I was walking home from work, at a major intersection in Brooklyn, I got run over by a car. A woman ran the light, and um, it's a miracle that that I'm alive. The people that, that witnessed it said they didn't understand how I was alive because of how, how much I flew in the air. And it changed my life. Um, because af after that, I, had, I really had a major spiritual awakening. And I tried to go back to work, and I was really miserable a after the healing process, which took a long time, right? But I, when I was finally able to go back to work, I would sit in front of the computer, and I, and I, was, I was numb. And then I realized I, I can't do this anymore because right after the car accident, I, I did a training with a spiritual teacher. 
and I discovered that I had this clairvoyant gift, that I had a gift of um, healing people. It's specifically a gift of helping women with their purpose and stepping into their greatness. And a lot of it was very esoteric for me to even comprehend. So I, I was hard for me to accept it. Um, but then when I realized I, I, I couldn't be an architect anymore because I was denying this new path that, that found me that I basically couldn't deny anymore because it was really painful. And so I had to muster up a lot of courage to leave my job as an architect. I only had a few thousand dollars in my bank account when I did that. But I knew that if I was following my calling, you know, source, the universe, the higher power, you know, whatever you want to call it, I knew that I would be supported. And that's when I embarked on a whole different career as a spiritual teacher and a spiritual advisor. Wow. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And, you know, in some ways, though, you're architecting things now. It's just in a different way. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that you picked up on that because uh, my, my clients often say that because my ability to see a bigger vision for where they want to go and then help them, you know, sort out some of the details and then at the same time surrender because a lot of what we're, what I'm teaching is this surrendering piece. Definitely my architect's training pay, plays a big part of the work that I do. Right. Right. Yeah, there was um, something that I read on your website that I just want to read for our listeners. Um, when I was kind of researching you, even though I know you through, you know, going to workshops with you and being around you, um, it said, I'm here to guide you and to show you how to master the art of channeling sacred sexual energy to magnetize opportunities for wealth, divine love, enlightened sex, spiritual guidance, and higher highest purpose. So what really kind of struck me was that that basically happened to you and now you've magnetized opportunities and you're showing other people how to do that, whether it be divine love, enlightened sex, you know, highest purpose in your role now as a, key, as a teacher and coach and the spiritual advisor. Yes, you know, like I said, I discovered that piece of sacred sexual energy when I said yes to those images that were that were coming through and you know in retrospect now it, it makes a lot of sense because sexual energy from a spiritual perspective is creation energy and so most people are just using sexual energy for sex or to get things. <laughs> no, people use it in that way as well. Um, but not that many people are familiar with the spiritual side of it. And that's what I, I uncovered by doing that, that artwork was that if I started to use that energy and embracing, because basically that's what happened. I started to embrace all of who I am and it started physically, through my physical body, right? I think as women, we all have some part of our body that we really don't care too much about, or maybe that we criticize, right? We all have it no matter how we look. And when you embrace that and start to activate and turn on this sexual energy from this, I, I call it to be 
um, spiritually sexy <laughs> when you activate because there's a very specific process that I take women through on how to activate this um, you get so clear on why you're here and what you want and that energy becomes magnetic and so you can use that magnetism I've seen it in my personal life and for my clients in different areas of their life, which are the ones that, that you bring up, which are, you know, finances, purpose, uh, calling in your love partner. If you're already in a relationship, elevating it from just regular sex to enlightened sex, which is a completely different experience. And mostly to get in touch with spiritual guidance because when you activate that energy, what you're doing is activating the gift of your feminine power. And your feminine power lies mostly in your intuition and in your ability to bring flow and ease and grace into your life, which is a different paradigm for many women because we're still in a very masculine dom dominated society where we're used to setting goals and pushing and controlling. And once you learn how to step into what I call your spiritual sensuality, you start to receive. And that's why you become magnetic. There's a lot less doing and a lot more receiving. And it's really beautiful. Yeah, and I think um, at least women in Western culture are not really taught how to receive. Right? That's like not like we're taught to always give, 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 do for others. And so learning how to receive is actually an art that oh, you have yeah. to learn. Yeah. And I, I love that you use the word art because first there's an undoing of the masculine that's because we all, we all have masculine and feminine energies, right? But the first there has to be this undoing and peeling away of these layers of the masculine so that you can actually step into this place of receiving and it is so beautiful and exquisite because especially you know to really have a very intimate relationship with a partner the more you are in your feminine um the more your partner doesn't matter what you know, your sexual orientation is, but the more your partner will be the polar opposite. And that's when there's really major attraction. And that's what keeps the passion and the fire going. And also, as you go out into the world to serve your purpose, that energy, it's what I call being spiritually turned on. And people feel it, that there's something about you. There's this aura about you this magnetism because you have activated that energy and you're using it on a daily basis. Right. So how do you, um, I guess this is a, just sort of another question is, so you've got your, you've, you've activated that energy and you're, you've got this aura, um, you know, a lot of times um, because I find myself in very male dominated situations where I may be the only woman in the room or the only non-technical person in the room. How do you protect your energy, but still have preserve that aura, if that makes sense? 
Mm-hmm. Well, can you give me an example? Because there's different ways to protect your energy. So if you can be a little bit more specific, I, I'd be really happy to share a tool that I think would be useful for the Okay. Listeners. So, for example, maybe in a business setting or in a business meeting where it's very rah, 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 like masculine, like, and there's no um, ability to bring the intuition into the space. So like I go into shutdown mode when I'm in that situation because um, just to protect myself more than anything, because I, I say, oh, it's not worth trying to bring that feminine side to the discussion or the atmosphere of the business meeting. Mm. Well, so in the case that you're describing, it starts with mindset first, right? You know, something really important came up for you where you said, well, it's not worth it to bring the feminine into this meeting, right? The feminine must always be present because the feminine leads from inspiration, desire, and, and joy, right? So first of all, it starts there. Saying to yourself, I'm going to lead from the feminine, right? Saying that, turn it. Yeah, turn it around so that that power is, is turned on, right? And in terms of shielding yourself, you can say out loud, no one or no energy is allowed to enter my field without permission. Because we all have this auric field, right? And you have to be in command, of that auric field because I can tell that you and uh, I'm sure the listeners, right, because you, they will be on the same frequency as you, you know, because we attract likes. They're probably also sensitive women who are empathic, who are dealing with these issues of, of, of energies penetrating their field and they feel powerless or they can get sick or they feel like they can't use their voice, right? It shows up in a lot of different ways. So it's really important to be in command of, of your energy before you leave the house. And you can even imagine, um, I, lo- I love this visual, having a, a, a bubble around you, a bubble of white light that's protected, protecting you, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the moment that you walk out the door, you're protected and that feminine power is turned on and that you set the intention that you're going to use it. You set the intention that you're going to use your intuition, that you're going to use your ability to create, to play, to be in flow, to be connected to guidance so that when ideas come to you, you speak them. Um, One of the things that I I work a lot on with, with my clients because they have this intuitive gift and they often shut it down. And what I say to them is say what you see and know. So like at a meeting that you're describing, you're probably getting some sort of intuitive hit if you're not shut down, right? If you yes. do a thing that I suggested, you're probably getting some hit of some sort. And then your mind might immediately kick in and think, oh, you're making that up. You're not. And so your power is in sharing. And, ask, and I often say, ask for permission, because not everyone is open to hearing. But you can ask for that permission, which energetically creates an opening. Say, you know, I'm, I'm getting a strong intuition. Are you open to, to hearing this? Because my intuition is very powerful for me, and I trust it. And then share it. 
And I can guarantee you, you will be, the more you use it, it'll be spot on. Right, right. And it can save a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of struggle when you're operating from your intuition instead of operating from your head or what you think you should do. Right. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I spend a lot of time in my head, not in my heart, even though I have a big heart. And yeah. so I, I try to draw my energy back down into my heart and trust my intuition. Well, because we've all been programmed, Tracy, to operate from our head. That's why there's a lot of undoing. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's really a, a practice being in, in your heart. And that, I would say, is step number one, being in your heart. Once you start to feel really comfortable, then mm -hmm. it's starting to use that sexual energy in combination with your heart energy, which is compassion and love energy. And right. that the sexual energy is the creation energy. So that's when leadership becomes so powerful because you're creating from and leading from a heart space. Right. Right. This, this is really um, a call to women. This time that we're in right now is a call to women, you know, whether they're in a position of leadership, you know, because of their purpose and their work, or just to be in leadership in their own personal lives, to operate from this place of um, inspiration and joy and using those energies that we were just talking about, your love, compassion, heart energy, and that spiritual, sexual, creative energy that when you do that, you're really unstoppable. You're, you're right. really step into a place of serving, of truly serving using all your gifts. Right. Yeah. And I find that when you serve, that's when a lot of opportunities really do come to you because right. you're, you're so open. Like you've, you've, op you know, I, I, I just wrote a second book and um, I had a three part system. The first part was know and love yourself. Um, the second part was brand yourself. And the third part is serve others. And I, and so I had this series of stories that I told and the most joy that I've had in my life, it's when I've been of service mm. to whether it be my father or as he was dying or it be, you know, a community or a group of professionals. And so I, I, I think that that's also part of when you're a spiritual being, you, you, you see that, how you can take your gifts and, and use them to sort of help others um, right. through your gifts. Through your gifts. I, I always say there's nothing that gives more joy really than to be of service using all your gifts. And that's what you're, you just shared. Um, because ultimately that's what our role here is as spiritual beings is to be of service and elevate humanity. Right. Yeah. Right. So, where you are now, you've got this business where you are, you know, leading workshops, you've got coaching clients, um, you know, your book quickly went to the top of the, the charts. Um, what, if, what kind of feedback have you gotten from your community around the book and, and kind of what they got from that? Was there like a big aha that people had? Yes, thank you for asking. The feedback was um, really wonderful and 
you know, I, I do a lot of work around not using that personally, whether it's good feedback or not, or not so good feedback. Right. right. Um, because again, the work is not about me. And I think it's really important to, to remember that because the, the women that need this work right now are the ones that are being attracted to it. And mm-hmm. the feedback that came through was mainly that they learned well, let me take back a step. So it's women that are already in a spiritual path and they've already been studying for, for years and, you know, with different teachers and taking workshops and doing a lot of deep personal inner work. And what they found through the book was that it was, um, I'll, I'll quote, like one, one of the women says that it was an alluring concept, a different way to relate to spirit that, that's more playful and therefore more more feminine and that um that i was a trendsetter because i'm i'm combining sexuality sensuality with you know creativity and art with spiritual guidance and um that i'm i'm on the cutting edge because of this this combination that um you know i think some women are being called to do work in this way and and, and i've seen some women that are doing it, but it's obviously they have a different path than mine, but it's really beautiful to see that several souls are being called on the earth right now um, to share this knowledge of really being in your divine feminine as, as the way to, to really change the world. Yeah, no, I, I think it's beautiful. Um, And I agree. There's, there's a few people. This is, I mean, you said yes to that assignment. And, uh, you, you know, I've said before, it was, it was not easy. It was right, right. Especially, like you said, you had to go through that uncomfortable phase where you're like, why am I being called to do this art with my body? And like, this is very uncomfortable and I'm, I'm, I'm very vulnerable right now, but it's all part of what you had to go through. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's fascinating, Tracy, to see the women that come on retreat to go through this very process. They have the same resistance that I first had. And then I, I help them to say yes to themselves and to show up to the retreat. And I, I know how much it requires from them. Mm-hmm. And then the transformation for them is just like mine, of course, each person's transformation is different, but it's, it's mind-blowing what happens there when they get to go to places that they've never been to before. They really get to see, I call her she. There's this she inside of every woman that's the, the warrioress. She's the goddess. She's the one that hunts down the fears, and she's unstoppable, and she's the one that's in touch with all her desires and her femininity and her beauty. And they get to see the she that's inside of them through a visual image. And I actually had a conversation with a woman that did the retreat almost two years ago. And what she was telling me has been happening in her life. She said, I I know that the starting point was the retreat because that energy was unlocked in that moment. And then I haven't stopped since. Right. It's like you activated it. Like it yeah. might have been there, it might have been dormant, or it might have been something like you said, they couldn't see it, but then through oh, that experience, yeah. It's, it, you're spot on. That It's there, it's just dormant, and the work isn't 
unlocking it and getting you to, to go to places that you've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So, you know, not everyone is spiritual, not everyone, you know, and I think of spiritual, just like you, universe, source, divine, you know, whatever you want to call it, call it what you want. But, um, you know, as a spiritual person, you know, talk a little bit about maybe before your accident, after your accident, where you were on your spiritual path. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that question. You know, no one has ever asked me before the accident, so, so thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I started on my spiritual path um, quite young, like when I was a teenager. I, I was always searching. And I remember a clear moment when I was 19 that I wanted to go do a yoga teacher training, and I knew I was looking for something deeper inside of me. So I was always reading books, and, you know, I was just really, really curious. And what happened was um, a series of events took place, my, my, uh, my, my divorce, and then I got really sick. I had to have this major sinus surgery. And I, my divorce especially was really, really difficult for me because, you know, I, I, I thought I had met my, my partner for life. I, you know, I had all these hopes and expectations. And um, sometimes it's not good to have expectations. I know now more <laughs> with age. <laughs> Unfortunately, what happened was he was bipolar. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to leave my house. And when I got really sick after that, I remember talking to my mom. It was around my birthday and saying, I don't know why all these quote unquote bad things are happening to me. I'm a good person. It's like, I can't take this anymore. My mom said to me, you know, um, your birthday is coming up next week. I just met this woman that does these spiritual healing sessions. I think it would be really good for you to try this. Um, And I had been in therapy for quite some while after the divorce, just trying to process everything. And at that point, I was so fed up with everything. I said, you know what? I'll try whatever. <laughs> and so I had this session with this woman long distance. She lived in L.A. I was in New York. We had like a 15-minute conversation maybe. And one day, and she, she told me, when I, once I do the session, I'll email you. I'll let you know, and then we'll talk again. I was all very mysterious. <laughs> so one day I wake up and I was going to work and I noticed I felt really different. Like this heaviness and like this dark cloud had been lifted. I, I just knew I felt different and I couldn't explain why. Kind of like you say, you know, sometimes the sky looks bluer and right. people look happy. <laughs> and sure enough, I got to work and I had an email from um, this girl. Her name was Liz saying that she had done my session and that she wanted to get on the phone with me to let me know what the session was about. And um, she had done my session working with spirit guides. And I don't know how familiar you are with spirit guides. I don't know if the audience is. I'll just fill in a little bit. At that time, I knew nothing about spirit guides. And probably if my mom had told me about spirit guides, I wouldn't have done the session. It was too way out there for me. Um, but I felt so different. And when we talked, she knew so much about me. She knew why I felt the way I did when I grew up, why I had chosen my husband 
to learn a very important life lesson. I remember after doing this session, I went to my therapist twice and I said, you know what? I'm done. I don't have anything else to talk about. Um, I you know, was so healing from the surgery. I healed much faster. There were just so many changes. So I said to her, you know, what, how have you done this? And so she explained about spirit guides. And she said, it's not me, it's your guides. They lead the whole session. And it's a really powerful process and protocol that, that I use. And so I said to her, well, if you're talking to my guides, I want to learn how to talk to my guides. How do I do that? I said, can I learn? I was so excited because it, it was just like a whole new world. I mean, I had already, I was studying Reiki at the time. You know, I, I, dealt, I was probably touching a lot of different things, you know, because I became a Reiki master and a yoga instructor and a yoga therapist. I touched a lot of different things. And then I trained with her teacher. And that's where I discovered that I had that gift as well, that I had this clairvoyant gift and that these sessions were just incredible. And I remember my mind trying to explain why the shifts were so incredible, like women changing jobs, finding their purposes, calling in their partner, and, and it would happen in a short amount of time. And then I realized there's no way to explain this with logic. We're working with a different dimension and I can tell you, Tracy, you know, you're asking me what happened before the accident. Um, I did this training with the teacher two days after my car accident. The doctors told me I could not travel. And I said, I've been waiting for this training. I am getting on that plane. So I went with my uh, neck brace and all. And after three days of being in the training, I had no pain. Something was happening there, and I thought I, I was having a, a miracle healing. And when I came back is when all the pain started again. And it took me really, Tracy, it took me five years, five whole years, to fully accept that I had this gift mm. and that I could help people. So I was doing it. I would always do it on the side, but I wouldn't market it because I was too scared to talk about it because it was too esoteric and because my brain could not explain it. And it was five years after that what happened is I had a really bad cyst in my ovary. And they told me we have to do surgery right away. And I said, no, I'm not doing surgery. And I worked with a spiritual healer and I was in meditation for a whole month. And finally, after the month, I got a message. I was asking, what is this really about? And the message came to me it's because you're not on your purpose. I was hiding behind being a yoga instructor and a health coach because I was too afraid to do this work. And so for the first time, five years after the car accident, I started to go out into the world and call on myself a spiritual healer. And my spiritual business, that's when it really took off because finally I was in alignment yeah. with my purpose. So that... That was my, my path. And it took me actually some years to actually talk really honestly about the truth. And then I realized, you know, I really need to share this whole story because I know a lot of other women go through the exact same thing. And it's really important for us to really own our gifts and to share them because they are so needed. They are so needed. Right. That's beautiful. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
So yeah, you've you've gone all the way through being healed so that now you can heal and accepting that you do have these gifts. Right, and, and helping other powerful women um, use their gifts because a lot of them are, are, are hiding them and not using them. And then there's a lot more struggle when you can have a lot more peace. I call it the three Ps, a lot more peace, purpose, and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. So um, right now you're in Laguna Beach, California. Yes. But you're originally from? Spain. Spain, right. Yes. Yeah, my, my mom went to Spain uh, her sophomore year in college. She was an exchange student and met my dad and uh, never came back. <laughs> wow. So, like, I grew up in Spain and I did my first year of architecture school there and I really disliked it very much. And my godfather, who happened to be an architect, lived out here in California. So I, I came to the States when I was 19 to study architecture. And then, well, life takes on its own. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm just so happy that our paths crossed. And um, that, you know, just in the couple years that I've known you and seen you kind of just blossom um, into what you're doing today. I just think it's beautiful. And I, um, I'm glad that you agreed to come on the podcast so more people can know who you are because there's people out there looking for you right now. Well, thank you so much for having me and uh, facilitating this uh, fun conversation. Yeah, yeah. So my finale question is always, what's the bravest thing that you've ever done and how does it inspire you today? The bravest thing I've ever done, I think, was really stepping into and owning the fact that I'm a spiritual teacher that, you know, has then evolved into a spiritual advisor. Um, because there was a lot of back and forth, uh, as I said, for, for five years. And, and, and even so, after that, I still um, had a lot of mentors to, to help me in that process. And it inspires me today because um, I know we still live in this third dimension here. And there's a lot of things that can take us off track, right? Worries, um, disease, um, fears, right? Am I good enough for this? Especially, you know, I'm sure all the women that are listening to this, each time they're go-getters, right? And each time something new shows up in your life, your next level of growth, the next phase of your calling, um, you will be faced with new fears and new challenges that are causing you to grow. And that's where most women stop because it becomes really uncomfortable and we don't know how to deal with it. And so that courageous move that I made still inspires me because it reminds me every day to choose my spiritual gifts over what my mind thinks whenever i have a challenge you know whether it's a financial investment right because i'm trying to grow my business or a health issue that i might have a relationship when things are out of alignment i realize that i'm trying to solve it from my head 
to logic. And it's a powerful reminder. If something isn't working right, it's because I'm operating from my head instead of getting back to my spiritual core and to my spiritual guidance and using the universal laws and understanding how, how those apply. So I think that that would be it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And your guidance is great too. I think, um, especially like you say, when, when we say we're just going to stop, we're not going to push through it and we're not going to, to get out of our head and the logic. And so thank you for sharing that. That was really beautiful. That was really beautiful. So again, thank you so much. We're going to put your web information, your book information all in the show notes so people can connect with you. Is there any other way that you want people to connect with you other than like your website, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram? Uh, mainly my, my website and the book is, is the main way uh, for people to contact me. Uh, thanks for asking. Okay. And they can get your book at Amazon, right? Yeah, it's available on Amazon. Yes. Okay, well, we'll put links in the um, in the show notes. So again, thank you so much for making yourself available, and thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your story. I think it's really inspiring, and I think you're doing great things out there. So keep going. Thank you so much, Tracy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Brave Girls with Tracy M as much as I did creating it. Each show is produced with you, the listener, in mind as you look for inspiration and motivation from other brave souls as you pursue your desires. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave me a review on iTunes. I read every one. And check out my website, tracym.com, for more free resources. You can also join my list and sign up for my newsletter right from the homepage. Until next time, stay strong, believe in your dreams, and go do something brave. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Brave Girls with Tracy M and hope that you enjoyed the show. For more information about today's episode, as well as additional free resources to help you achieve greatness in your life, visit tracym.com and sign up for our mailing list. Until next time, dream big, believe in yourself, and let your brilliance shine as only you can do.